of the Akpejo, a community of young people coming together to tell our stories about our relationship with Jesus Christ and grow together in Christ. We aim to have conversations that would help us grow and deepen our personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Once again, thank you for joining. I'm your host, Nifemi. Hey everyone, welcome to the Blurry Nights podcast. You are listening to this on the 1st of January 2021. So I wanted to, this is me saying Happy New Year to everyone. Um, welcome to 2021. It's been such a year and um, in different ways, in different ways. And I'm really, really glad to be able to be a platform that people listen to, to navigate their year, their faith. And um I'm really excited about what 2021 is going to bring. Um, for us at the Akwejo, our our call and our anchor for 2021 is a new thing. And we believe that God is going to do a new thing for us going into the year. And just to give you a context of what that means, so when, when people say a new thing, sometimes people always assume that it's only when a bad thing happens that you need a new thing. <laughs> But like for us, the new thing is God is saying, forget everything that has happened, whether it's good or bad, like just drop them off because I'm going to do a new thing. And that's our word going into 2021. Today, I have a very special guest on the podcast. Um, I'm going to allow her introduce herself before I get into the topic and we go into the conversation. So over to you. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me, Nifemi. I don't know, I'm, I'm, I usually struggle to introduce myself because it's kind of hard to say exactly which, you know, which aspect of me needs to be talked about. My name is Fumi Oyatogo. I help people travel, so I design travel experiences. I also develop a game that celebrates blackness and black cultures around the world. Yeah, that's what I do professionally. Um, yeah, just trying to live my life and share the light of God in everything that I do. That's really me in a nutshell. Yeah, thank you so much for me for coming to do this. Um, I work with Fumi, by the way, so Fumi is my boss. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, guys. <laughs> um, so today I wanted us to speak about 2020. And what usually happens is whenever I have an idea or whenever God gives me an idea for a podcast episode, I usually have a running title. But then in between the episode, I like everything is broken down and I, I pick up a title from the episode. So the running title for this episode is 2020 or more. And I I titled it because if there's any word I heard consistently during the last year, it is more. And Omo was like a cover for everything and anything that you could not just say because you thought no one was going to understand. You you thought nobody was going to care and Omar was just it could have been I'll be fine it could have been Omar God day it could have been many things to many people so that's what 2020 has been in terms of the conversations around so I'm going to start this episode by asking a question and and it's going to be like it's, it's going to be somewhat broad but like as best as you can you can just try to answer and if if you're going to summarize your 2020 in like a um an article or something like someone just comes to you and say for me what what has 2020 done to you what like what's your core for what's the your main theme for 2020 what would that be hey um what has 2020 done done for me i don't know just one word you just need one word be one word it could be you just sharing an experience it doesn't necessarily have to be one word or whatever you think you would best describe how it is you think 2020 is then I yeah think, go for it i think maybe if it was just one word i think maybe focus is the word of the year because in pretty much everything 2020 has shown that 
nothing is urgent except it's urgent and that sometimes we're a bit distracted by the things that truly don't matter and so I think there's just had to be some level of focus in everything right so businesses have had to operate on a lean on a much leaner budget um, you know sort of focus their priorities uh, focus exactly what it is that they're doing focus their mission as an individual I think I've just been a bit more focused focused about the things that are actually priority to me because when certain freedoms and certain uh, everyday just things we take for granted are taken away from us we start to realize the things that actually matter right so there were certain things that were taken away from me this year that I didn't miss I didn't feel as if I couldn't do without that you know didn't I didn't even notice were taken away from me but then there were other things that were taken away from me this year that made me realize huh okay this thing was actually a lot more important than I I thought it was something that I should have nourished a bit more that I want to nourish a bit more in my, in my future. So I think maybe it has just sort of given a level of focus and maybe clarity as to the things that actually matter. And I say this with, all, with every sense of empathy or sympathy for you know people who haven't really had a, a, as benign uh, in an experience with year. You know, some people have lost loved ones, some people have lost several loved ones. And so the year was more of a tragedy. So I say this with, with every sense of sympathy, empathy, recognition for the fact that the year was disastrous for a lot of people. Um, on the flip side, I think it has just really helped us focus, even with loss, you know, on people who actually matter. Um, yeah, that's what I would say, maybe focus. Yeah, and, and I think like maybe if someone had asked me the same question, I probably would have not used the same word, but like I would have probably described it in the same way. And because I think what 2020 had done for me is I was able to begin to start identify what mattered, what mattered to me. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I wanted to keep. I, I, I mean, that's what I am trying to keep so bad. Like my relationships with with people, like what I did at the end of the year, it's almost the same thing you did. Um, I wrote like almost everyone, but I found wide. I wrote like, um, I tried to write like a house felt notes because what 2020 had shown me that I can't wait till you're married. I can't wait till, I can't wait till you have a major milestone in your life for you to know how much you mean to me like being alive today is a major milestone and i need to let you know that you mean a lot to me also i began to realize that my relationship with god is is key and i'm not saying it with no it's not like as if i didn't have those days whereby things were not things were not great and but like what i what i what i was able to learn was my relationship with god was not based on miracles was not based on me getting the stuff i want it was based on me wanting to become better to know god better and it's it's like knowing god better just gave me a certain level of peace because like you you know the amount of strength of powers of, of greatness that god has and in that you know that your problems your issues and i'm not saying this with no remorse like i'm not saying this without any sympathy or empathy to the people that had a very tough year but even when i had those tough tough periods in the year i was able to just know that there's someone that can help me weather the storm and i feel like that's my if i was going to like if i was going to summarize what 2020 was for me i think it, it would be it would be that because i, I wrote in one of my um I, like i said at the beginning i have wrote like two um two articles as to what summarized my 2020 one was just a general and one was almost focused on my testimonies and it was really interesting because i remember towards the time towards the same time in 2019 i decided i was going to quit my job in the end of january um i had no clue what was going to happen and, but like at that time I had found God in a way that literally nobody could have preached it to me like and I'm not even kidding nobody could have 
explain God to me in that way. Nobody could have. It had to be a personal experience. And I was so confident in doing what I was doing because I had found someone that was there at the time whereby things were just uncertain. And I was so determined in my heart to keep building up that relationship because it was good for me. It was good for my soul. It was good for my spirit. And that attitude just just comp- just like summarize all of those things and I'm going to lead this into the next one I wanted to ask because my whole life I'm trying to base my whole life on faith like and I'm saying trying because this is a daily struggle to surrender myself to Christ every day it's a every day I wake up and I want to say I want to surrender to self I want to I want God to convert me every day so I use the word trying but my whole life is based on faith and this podcast is an expression of my faith with God, of my faith to God. And a lot of people had asked very important questions this year about God. And it's hard for me to answer them because I had a different experience. But I, I cannot I cannot take down or undermine their questions because it is important for people that lost almost all their family they're asking God, like, do you care? Yeah. For people, for people that lost their job, lost their income, lost everything, they're asking God that, are you there? This is not fair. Someone is saying that I've been good. I have worshipped you. I have done everything. I have paid my time. I have done everything to the best of my abilities. But I have lost something. I have something that's been taken away from me. My question now is, as a Christian, as someone that knows God to the level at which you do, is how do you reconcile your faith with God and this question, especially in 2020? Ah, Okay, first of all, I need to preface this by saying that I'm not a theologian. I'm also really just some girl trying to figure out her father a bit more in depth. So I don't have any, um, you know, everything that I know about God and everything that I say about God is from my quest about God, you know, through the scriptures, through other other men and women of faith and so on. Um, I think this question you're asking is something that has, I don't know, <laughs> the question that a lot of people of faith over the years have tried to answer. And I don't know, I, I feel like it's a question that we would always ask. You know, how do we rec- how do we reconcile God with suffering? How do we reconcile God with death? How do we reconcile God with pain? Just from personal experience, right? I've noticed that I don't necessarily know that my experience of God is directly or indirectly proportional to suffering. I've seen some very, very simple, small things happen to me and they've shaped they've shaken my faith in God. And some really big things have happened and, you know, they deepened my faith in God. At the same time, some really big things have happened and I've just felt all alone. And then small things have happened and I'm like, oh, I can handle this. So I don't even know, personally, I don't know that there's a correlation so far with my suffering and my faith in God. And I think that's one thing that has really helped me stay steadfast. Because I think I, I have a sense of understanding that no matter how big or no matter how small, God is still God. And that um, he's God irrespective of how I feel about his Godness in the moment. Um, but I also, I think I think for us, we ask this question because we wonder how a God so loving, so kind, so merciful, so just can allow pain to be inflicted upon us, right? Um, and the truth is, we just don't know the mind of God. We know the character of God. You know, we know we know God. We have an understanding of God. But we just don't know enough with our human knowledge to actually be able to tell in the moment, in the suffering, in the midst of what we're going through, why God does the things that he does or why God allows the things that he allows. Um, and I think, I just hope that I get to a point where... Um, my love for God is not based on, you know, I guess the niceness of things that are happening to me in the moment. Uh, you know, like somebody once said that God is not not a magician, he's not a witch. 
he's not a means to an end, right? He's not he's not our little fairy I don't know, fairy godfather or whatever. And so if certain things were taken away from us or certain things that we truly love and we truly felt did not deserve to go were taken away from us. Um you know, I hope that we I hope we get to a point of understanding and trust in God where we're like, okay, I don't understand this. It doesn't make sense to me, but I trust enough. I trust my trust in God is deeper than my understanding of it. I don't pretend to think that it's easy or that, you know, I'm sure I'm sure there are things I've been through that I that are still yet to shake my faith even further. Right. I, you know, I haven't I haven't suffered some very horrible things that some people have suffered. And when we get to that bridge, we'll cross it in faith. But just from my personal understanding and just from studying what men and women of faith in the past, like Abraham and, you know, Moses and all the others had done, I think there's something for us, there's something, there's a lesson for us in learning how to trust God even when we don't have an understanding of what's going on, why it's going on, how it's going on, and how it's going to be fixed, right? Because I mean, God promises promises us a lot of things. He promises us comfort in the midst of pain. He promises that He cares for us more than we care for ourselves. That the plans He, he has toward us, the thoughts He thinks toward us, are better than the ones we think toward ourselves. So you know, we can have that trust. That trust is despite what's going on around. You know, that trust. If if it was a trust, you no, know, was a trust based on the fact that everything was rosy, then it wouldn't really be trust, right? Um. So while I don't know that I can specifically answer your question, I think just from my personal experience, I'm just I'm as I get deeper in my knowledge of God, I just pray for the kind of trust that transcends an understanding of what exactly is going on. Because listen, there's some things that I've even seen with other people, and even I don't know what to say. I don't even know what point of comfort to use for them. You know, I don't even know how they're dealing with what they're dealing with—the grief, pain, sorrow. Um, but what I do know is that every day the trust and the mercies of God are renewed and they are almost like fresh again for us to say, well, I trust that God will hold my hand to I don't know why he allowed it to happen. I don't know what he's trying to, you know, what he's trying to get out of this. You know, and I just trust. But I ask God questions too, which I don't know how people feel about that theologically. But me, I ask God questions because I, I mean, if I have this relationship with this person that I consider a father to me, then I ask questions. I don't always get the answers that I want. I don't always get satisfactory answers in my own human knowledge of what's, what is satisfactory. But I ask, you know, and sometimes there's a lot of clarity that comes from just asking, you know, why would God take my child? Or why would God allow this person to die like this? You know, we just hit the 15th anniversary of our friends who died in social history. Like, why would God allow the crash to happen? Why would he allow most of them to not die and then be burned up so that they knew that they were dying and nothing was done by the government? You know, we ask all these questions. But at the end of the day, you know, I just hope that the questions point us back to the God that we know that we've come to trust and that we trust that if he has seen other people through such moments of grief, then he can see us through as well, you know? Yeah, I I agree. I, I don't think either of us or maybe anyone, and I'm saying this carefully, would be able to reconcile reconcile the fact about who God is and and what He does. It's, and it's a really, really, it's a really, really um, tricky. See what the word tricky is a really, really shaky conversation. And one of the things I've, I I I want to keep praying about is I look at the story of Job. If you read if you read Job from the beginning, you would see at a point whereby Job was I can't remember exactly, but I would summarize in the way I can. Job was loved by God. Job Job was faultless. Job did everything he could do. And we are lucky because we are the third party to this conversation. Yeah, so we have the context of why Job went through what he went through. But Job didn't get the opportunity to get the context. So he first lost all his children, which he lost his wealth, he lost his 
he lost his everything and people kept, kept asking him to just denounce God but the most interesting thing for me was Job stayed steadfast he, he got to a point with his faith with God that he understood that my relationship with God is not based on what I get or what he gives me it's based on who he is mm-hmm. and and it takes a lot and I'm saying this a lot because even me like I, I journal and I'm going to get to that conversation and yesterday uh, maybe yesterday or two days ago I saw a tweet about having random Saturdays um, I've, I've been able I'm navigating anxiety um, coming from depression and sometimes just Saturdays and so you can call me now and say oh Nifemi um I want us to have this conversation on anything, for example. And I can wake up in the morning and I'm navigating a Saturday based on because Fumi said she wants to have a conversation. And I, and I and in my head, I'm always trying to know what it is. So I went to my journal and I said to, to God, because I call my journal's letter to God, and I said to God, I am tired of Saturdays. And that's because I can't like I can't pinpoint the one thing that's making me sad. It's just sad bits. And it happened a lot in the course of the year. And no going back to job story is I don't want my relationship with God to be based on what I get. Obviously, obviously I want the good things of life. I want to be blessed. I want to be protected. But I don't think like that's that's who God. That's not what God wants. God wants us to know Him as His Father. He wants us to know Him as our Father, rather. He wants us to know Him for who He is. And Job is a is my uncle Romo. What is like a benchmark for me to say? How can you can you navigate life in a way that even after everything was taken away from you, and this was on purpose because. Both of us, we have context of the story. God allowed it to happen. God, yeah, God basically, God sort of delivered him into the hands of the enemy, which is yeah. Devil came with that thing and say, <laughs> "Show me your best, show me your best son. Let me, I will, I will try and go like, oh, go and meet Job, and I will try to find the verse. But like, if you read the verse, God was before devil came. God was making it was it was. Nothing could happen to Job. Like he was literally just being proud of who he was in him. And when, and when the devil came, I was like, "Oh yeah, go and take him." And the devil was like, "Oh, I have tried, but your your umbrella is over him." And God was like, "Okay, I'll take it out." <laughs> and I'm like, "Wait, what is happening here? Why? Why?" But Job got to the point where he knew God for who he was, and even if he was going to die, he knew that God knows why and for me that's 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 where i want to get to because i don't want to preach a message of i always say this thing to people that if i'm ever going to pastor a church because I, I know like when people go to some churches and i call them church of of children church of of wealth church of um different churches like i just randomly because and i'm saying this because some churches have anchored their gospel to the gospel of if you come to this church God will give it a child if you come to this church your wealth will double and God I feel like that's a very tiny box to put God in like God can do a lot of us but like I want my gospel to be the gospel of know who God is know, know, know who God is and I'm going to go into the part of when you were talking about asking God questions and I'll lead this into the next one I wanted to ask you. One of the greatest things I have learned, which is why I say I can't, nobody could have taught God to me the way I found God, and I'll tell you why now. People listening would have will be frustrated because this story I've said it plenty of time, but I'm going to summarize it. Yeah. I found God in a trance, literally. Like I knew God, but like that night, I was going to bed and I said to God, like I wasn't practicing Christianity at the time and I was just like winging it to see what happened. I was born into the church and all of that. So I had an idea of who God was. But that night I was tired of it all. It was 2019 July. And I just said, I was about to go to bed and I said, oh my God, I'm tired. Though. And I, I like, you know, like 
when there's a passage that says when you cannot pray god sees the aches of your heart and he sees the prayer for you that's the that's the exact thing that happened because in that night i'm not even kidding you god literally happened to me through my family friend in the dream and I, I I was asleep, but like it felt like on earth I was dead, but like in the spiritual realm I was alive, mm-hmm. because at the at the moment at the moment the trance or vision I don't know the English for it ended, and it felt like life was sent back into me on earth because I woke up immediately fully aware of what was happening, and I was literally crying because mm-hmm. I was crying already from the trance. And in my head, I'm like, what just happened? And so that's how I, like, that's my experience. So like, my point is nobody can preach that to me because I'm like, oh, what, 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 yeah, what is that? But, yeah, and in that, I began to understand that oh, I can ask God questions. And I'll give you an example before I go into, and this is like my own, one of my summits for 2022. And there was a time I wanted to make a decision. I was like, maybe two, three months ago, someone wanted me to help them do something. And I was going to be like the middleman in terms of negotiating the conversation between them and the clients and the person that's going to help with the work. So we found someone that was going to charge a ridiculously amount. But like in my head, I knew that this was so much. I couldn't allow this to happen. So I got a friend that could do it for a much, much lesser amount. But then the Nigeria, and I'm using the Nigerian me specifically, came in and said, Omo, you have to take your own cuts now. So <laughs> I went back to the guys and said, This is the amount, trying to put in my own cuts. But then, I'm not even kidding, I could not sleep. I could not sleep. Because my heart was just heavy. And I was saying to God, Why is my heart heavy? And my spirit was saying to me, You are no longer the same person. You, are, you have changed. You can't make this kind of decision again because it doesn't sit well with you. And I, I went back to these guys and I gave them the correct amount that this guy was going to charge. No negotiation, no, no hiding money on top. And I was, I slept that night. But I was about to sleep that night. I, I, I said, God, like, what's the whole point of this Christianity if I can't even make money from helping someone get something? Like, how am I going to make money? And I asked the question and I slept. I wasn't. I think. A lot of people ask questions. A lot of people think asking God questions is you despise God or you are being disrespectful to God or you want to you want to change. You don't want to worship God again. They feel like it's a form of disrespect. But for me, it was I was genuinely curious, and I woke up this morning, the next morning, to a song that I have never sang. You no, know, I had sang it before, but I had not like sang this song in like two years, three years, four years. And the song is "My Lifetime." I would give God my lifetime. And the part that the spirit said I should focus on was, if you give God my lifetime, I will take care of you. And for me, that's that's who God was for me this year. That's in in yeah. the midst of everything. No, I, so I agree with you when you say. No, go ahead. I just want to. What I was trying to say was, oh. I, I agree with you when when you talk about how people ask questions. I think it stems from just our cultural understanding of questioning in general. Um, we, you know, we see questioning as challenging or asking, you know, to defy authority. In reality, I think God loves that we're asking questions. I mean, if you're having a conversation with God, if there are aspects of your faith that you need clarity about, if there are things you don't just understand, the difference is the attitude with which you ask God questions has to be a place of reverence, a place of genuine curiosity, and not a place of you know defiance of authority. But we are so used to, if you ask me a question, even in school, that means you're saying that I don't know what I'm doing or you're challenging me. And so a lot of people carry on that energy to God and it's not just questioning right I think people generally treat God the way they treat their fathers or they treat God the way their fathers have treated them so you know they're used to like hostility or that's their understanding of what fatherhood is is hostile and um, you know inaccessible and not emotional and it's not friendly it's just like instructive I think a lot of people then see God as that especially because you you feel like you can't even physically see him. But I want something a bit more 
in uh i don't know i just want something a bit more engaging a bit more neutral something that is complete you know it doesn't feel like it's a one-way instructional relationship you know where god can speak to me and give me instructions i can't ask i can't tell i can't talk to him i can't even know him enough but there are people who knew god who knew the mind of god there were people who god heck there was somebody in the bible that god god said i can't do anything without telling him first you know um but i think it was it also it was, it was born out of years and years of just abraham's relationship with god that's the level i want to go to that's like my my goal before i die not because god needs my permission for anything but even if God is going to be like, okay, I think Shumi needs to know. There's nothing she can do about it, but let me give her a heads up. I think that's a really, pretty interesting goals for me. You know? Yeah, I agree. That would be really be a cool thing, though. <laughs> yeah, that woman needs to know. But, yeah, and, and yeah, definitely, like, you know, like, and I, I'm, I'm just going to go into the next question now, but, like, one of the things... I've learned from just doing this podcast. I had a conversation with someone and we're talking about the gospel and the guy said what people need to realize that there are different ways God ministers in different seasons. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people are holding on to um, the ways they found God. I want to try to explain to them the way I have found God, the way God wants to speak through me, the way God... It's like if you tell someone that you are using your travel experiences to preach God, people will be like, wait, what are you doing? <laughs> what's, what's that? But like, literally, that's what it is. Like, in everything you do, you are trying to show the light of God. And so, in sharing the story of how God... I asked the question and I got answer, and I was saying like, that's who God was to me this year. So my question is, in, in navigating this year in in being able to attain some level of focus that you were able to get in this year being able to see the things that god wanted you to see what was your relationship with god like i, I don't know if that question is is makes sense but like how yeah. is god in all of these things so i think I would say that I don't think God's relationship with me has changed any bit, but I think my relationship with him has changed. So like in his direction or from, from his direction, I don't think much has changed. I think he's just always been the same. But I think from my direction, there's just been a lot of turbulence, right? So last year, this year, especially the first half of this year, I would say, I went through a very, very turbulent period of questioning. And I was questioning from a place of doubt I was questioning from a place of frustration um, because I was just I was seeking, 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 and I, I felt like you know I was I was a bit frustrated. I think I was a bit frustrated with what I thought the results of my relationship with God were yielding. I think I was also a bit frustrated because I felt like you know God had I don't know God hadn't God and God hadn't met my you know, God hadn't satisfied my senses. He hadn't satisfied my sense of taste, my sense of smell, my sense of touch. Um, he hadn't satisfied those human senses. Like he hadn't, you know, he hadn't made them. He hadn't sparked joy to them in the way that I wanted. Um, but interestingly, the good thing about God is that as long as you're looking for Him, no matter in what direction you seek, and as long as you are honest in your search you know he'll meet you where you are and so i think the biggest thing that shifted for me was i think i was trying to ask god to sh- i was trying to ask god to to change who he is and make me happy as opposed to actually reveal who he is and make me started like make me please to become what he wants me to become let me explain um let's say like i have this logical explanation for something and then I realized it's not really compatible with God. I'm like, okay, so this doesn't make sense then, God, because you are not really doing it the way I think it should be done. So therefore, I have a problem with you. But in searching for God, God is like, nah, fam, you're going to have to reorient your your thought process. This is who I am. And I want you to have a better understanding of who I am. So that whatever logic or whatever you, you think about, 
can be redirected toward me. I'm not going to change. My standard is not going to change. And so I think when I when I got that understanding, it was a lot better dealing with God. It was a lot better knowing that God loves me, wants me to be happy, but He's not going to do things just to make me feel good. He's not going to do things just to, you know, make me feel like in my small in my small mind of understanding that oh, okay, He has satisfied my little human knowledge. I, I basically had to transcend my own like human limited need for satisfaction based on what I thought you know was was good and then become like more accustomed to what God thinks is good and what God thinks is good may not necessarily give me this temporary happiness that I'm looking for you know so it was a very difficult period of questioning I have to say this year was really tough in terms of my questioning but it, it, it was beautiful because I never for once thought that I wouldn't get I wouldn't find what I was looking for. I never thought that God was going to use me. I just always like I was asking very tough questions. You know, I was asking very, very tough questions. I was asking questions about life and death, questions about humanity. I was asking questions about, you know, my place in God, my place in God and my place in society. I was asking questions about where my culture and my faith clashed and like you know, there were times when I put my faith aside because this was what was this was what was important to me in the culture. And you know, I'm like, well, if 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 this is what God thinks about it, then I don't subscribe to that. But then, I, I think the biggest thing was I I didn't pretend like I didn't have those questions. I didn't pretend like I didn't have those confusions. And I just kept on searching and searching and searching and deep like deeping myself planting myself and it was hard it was hard in a year where we didn't really have a lot of physical church we didn't have you know i wasn't as rooted in my my local church as i could have been because it was a pandemic year so this was a very 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 intentional process for me to really really stay rooted in god um i was fighting a lot of wars and a lot of battles um with nigeria with the business going closing down but as it, as it is right now, it's the end of the year. I feel like at the end of the day, God is ever more true, ever more real to me than he was last year. I still don't have a lot of answers to these questions. But I think the biggest mind, sh- mind shift that has happened between like my question, maybe early this year now, is that now I understand that for me, your standard in your head and the standard that you might think is the standard might actually be completely different from God's standard. Are you ready to dismantle your standard for God? And I don't know that I always was, but now I think I'm getting to a point where I'm like, God, help me to realize that this thing that I'm trying to make you match up to is actually not the good standard. I need to dismantle that and return to your standard. I think it helps make a lot of things a lot more easier. It doesn't mean that it takes away the pain, but at least now I know the battle that I'm fighting is, okay, I want to learn to do God's will as opposed to, no, I think I think we need to like dismantle God's standard just so that we can be comfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Watching you, well, like I said, yes, who is my boss, so like watching you, so like one of the few people that I, you know, I truly admire in terms of how how like how I've seen you from far stand for what you believe, speak your truth, um, share your journey, and graciously just live life. And coming from someone that like I'm dealing with a lot of things, actually that have been pending for like long time, and you know like all of them are just coming up to, to the surface at the same time, and. 2019 was a breakthrough year for me in terms of how I began to understand God and how God now began to lift me up. And so in my mind, yeah, I said to myself that um, I want to I want to keep knowing God. I want to continue in this process of building a relationship with God. In my mind, I keep saying that. And I'm also aware that those things come with some certain kind of blessings and maybe trials as well. And I'm a person that I have... I've gone through some stuff in life that I never want to go back to them. Yeah. And so one of the one of the key things for me, one of the key fears for me is oh God, I, 
It's like I don't want to make this mistake, so I go back to those things. Yeah. Uh, it's like I don't, I don't. I, I'm being careful, and like my prayer point sometimes is like there's a time God said to me, "You need to stop praying about the past." Like I'll let it go. You to let it go. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> but in my head is that I can see it. Like I can see, I can see what those things did to me, and I, and I never want to be there. So I have a, a lot of fear. A lot of anxiety sometimes and I, I like when i say these things it does not take away like i hundred percent like hundred like you know when you put the when we talk about fear as christians and the people feel like i say you don't like you don't trust god because you're afraid no no like my fear is not a fear that i don't trust god to do it it's it's fear that um i don't want this thing to happen i don't know if, like it's not because god cannot stop it from happening but like it doesn't just make sense anyways the question i wanted to ask you is it's like for people like me that look at you and say come on like i know to an extent the, to an extent and i'm saying it because i don't know the full to an extent i know how the year has been for you in terms of business wise in terms of you having to sort out some deaths you having to close down no travels you coming back again to start up something that came up with his own challenges all of these things and it takes a lot of risk, fear, a lot of God, to be honest, to be able to yeah. be that person. And I truly do admire it because I'm like, oh my God, man, this baby is just doing this life like <laughs> it's like it's nothing. And I mean, I'm there like just I'm having a good life, a great life. I'm there like when oh, that thing that happened five years ago, what a shell more can happen again. And so my question is, how? And this is more like a personal question. I mean, asking you, how has faith helped you? I wouldn't say negate all the fears completely, but if that it is, yes, then yeah. But how has faith helped you just navigate your fears in a way that even when they come or whether they don't come, I don't know what it is for you, but even when they come, you're able to stay grounded and realize that that's a moment in your life and this is another one. And you're able to just move and make decisions that would move you forward okay so i like this question because it's usually it, it reveals what people's biggest fears are questions like this really reveal what people's biggest fears are so of course i had fears of course i have challenges you know some of the issues that we had to deal with of course these things were there but it's also the thing that is visible right so people are probably like oh my god how was this girl able to navigate like a you know a dismantled industry in the pandemic year but has anybody ever thought that maybe this is not the thing that gives the girl maybe this is not my point of my biggest point of fear you know maybe this is not the thing that i worry about maybe there are other aspects of my life that i am like crumbling because those are the, the places where i have the biggest fear so i didn't i've never really had obviously i've had concerns but i've never really like had crippling fear about my business i've never really had crippling fear about money and that's a blessing on its own that's a gift it's also probably the you know the kind of environment of family that i was blessed with as a child money will come and go it came it went it came again this year nothing will happen right but then it's obviously the business is visible so people are that's the one that people are most interested in do you know what i mean but for some people the business is their biggest fear. And so anything that shakes it, it dismantles them. But then if you come to other aspects of my life, I have the assets of my life that I have crippling fear about. Crippling fear. And where there's a lot more room for me to grow in my faith with God. Does that make sense? So I think... Yes, yes. I think I can give, I can give examples of, you know, what how I felt, what I did when it comes to business. But I don't know that there's enough of a room for faith to grow in a place where there isn't enough fear like business right but then if you wanted to talk to me about like an example would be like relationship for instance that's probably one aspect of my life that i'm you know learning to really just trust god and have faith um because there's just so much trauma both like from experiences but also from what you see around you you know it's the one it's like the one fear that i really have is like oh my god you know you would get married to somebody who takes advantage of you or who's abusive to you or you get married to it's you get into a marriage situation where you're not happy you're not able to do your destiny your calling and things like that right and they show up in every single thing and so if like 
you know, if 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 people actually like put a microscope to that aspect of my life, um, they'll start to be like, okay, what's going on with your faith in God? Does that make sense? Um, because it's very easy to, very very easy to trust God in an aspect where you've never really ever had any doubts or you've not had too many doubts and there were obviously there were challenges i prayed i trusted god i had a fantastic team had fantastic mentors and counselors who helped see me through this period um but you know it would be it'd be almost in it'd almost be dishonest of me to pretend that this was the place in my life where i had the most room for my faith to grow because there are other aspects that people just don't see where i'm like every day to battle like with god like I trust you, but not really, because I still have doubts. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, you know, like as you were talking, something you just said in my spirit, and I was like, uh, which is, which is like, I've never considered it the way you said it because, for me, um, I come <laughs> so like business and um, finances is where like my whole like majority of my fears come from, and 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 of my fears come from. Um, relationships for example i'm just good to know that if i find the right person i find the right person and i'm not i'm not somewhat bothered about when the person comes i'm not even somewhat bothered because i don't i haven't put like marriage as one thing that would make me fulfill destiny or not so like which makes sense because like for you you have questions about those areas but for me it's it's business and as, as you were speaking my spirit said to me that you are falling so much that it's okay for you to be able to have those fears, but like you just need to keep walking with me. That you are where you you are where you are now for me with your business. That because you walked that path, and in the point whereby you don't even you know that these things will come and go, and you have built your faith in that area so much that uh, it's not a it's not it's not going to make or break your faith whether it happens yeah. or not. And it was like. You need to build your own faith in that area. You need to keep building your own faith. Like, and to be yeah. honest, I'm better than I'm, I'm better than January. <laughs> I'm better than December. Um, and so I think, and I think, like, what I'm going to take from this thing that you just said is, it's great to be able to identify the areas where you lack faith. It's not a bad thing. It's it's, it's good to know that. Omo, I lack faith in this area. I am struggling with faith i am trying instead of trusting in this area mm-hmm. how can i keep how can i get to the point whereby i want to trust completely because in other areas of my life for example i'm not afraid to die for example it's not it's not something that yeah, keeps me <laughs> it's not something that keeps me out yeah, you're speeding up my reunion with christ that's fantastic yeah like it's not something that keeps me up awake and say oh my god like i wish to people i told my friends that Omar, i'll prepare me to go down you guys because you would i can't deal with your loss but like my own loss let's go like i don't my mom doesn't listen to this by the way um <laughs> but but yeah I, I i i agree with you completely so thank you so much that's a very no i never I, considered it that way I think, I think it's also so important that we pay attention to these things because in your the, the place where you struggle the most with your faith is also the, the the biggest place where the devil has the you know, biggest um like i don't know there are loopholes for the devil there are many 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 windows that the devil can come into and you know for me it's it's not that i don't have concerns about business far from it it's just that despite the fact that there was a pandemic despite the fact that business was shut down that still wasn't the biggest challenge that i had you know in my life in this moment it's also not it's not the thing i wrestle with god the most because i genuinely believe that god will provide for me i genuinely believe that god god who gave me one idea will give me 10 more i don't have that and and i think it's also because maybe i was really fed i was nourished with those kinds of promises um and i've just i've also seen a lot of good examples around me like so many things contribute to you know how we feel about faith and god and things like that but then there are other aspects of my life where it's almost like, hey, God, everything around me seems like it's a sinking ship, you know? And so you know what you know about God, but then you're still like, am I really sure? You're still questioning. You're still like sabotaging yourself. It's those areas, if you don't pay attention, you feel like, oh, I'm thriving in this one area. I trust God. I believe in God. Meanwhile, God is like, no, you have a lot of doubt in this other area. And it took me a while and a lot of just, I guess, communion with God to recognize that 
for me it's fine like the god of one aspect of your life is the god of the second aspect of your life and it, i'm it's me also learning to trust god in all the other aspects that are a bit shaky like okay if god could see me through a pandemic pretty sure he has my back <laughs> you know with other things and it's difficult but we have to get to that point where we're able to do it actually i i think i've compartmentalized my relationship with god i trust him here but i don't trust him there and i need to trust him in everything that's from big to small yeah yeah and i agree with you because you know like when i was sharing the story of you of me almost making a decision like when i wanted to use the word scam because i felt like a scam when i wanted to take money extra money for the work i want someone else to do uh, and i think like in my head it was um it's because i feared the area of making money i i i didn't have faith i didn't have sufficient faith in that area and thinking about it now me not making that decision is, is like i'm beginning to work on that area me I'm, I'm beginning to let the let the spirit of god lead in that area and back to what we're talking about job maybe that's why it was easy for job because because he didn't like the devil took his time and like <laughs> He did it in different phases. That I was his children, his farm, and nothing else mattered. Like even his health, like it was it was proper, proper sick. And I'm thinking about it, like maybe this guy just didn't care about he wasn't afraid of any of this thing. He he knew he had so much faith in all of this area. Maybe that's why God knew. And he's like, yeah, go and meet him. Now go and try him. Like there's no area of his life that you can take from him that he would um that it would it would affect him and so it's really very interesting to see i wanted to i have like two more questions i wanted to ask and i think for me if i look at 2020 one of the things that i have started doing for myself and i enjoy doing in every way is journaling and i call yeah. it letters to god um my like when I'm happy, I write it down. When I'm broken, I write it down. And it's been such a very powerful moment in my life in the year because it helped. It has helped me navigate my feelings. So when I feel heaviness on my heart and I try to write it down, what I'm, what I do is I, I start my journaling in my letters to God in the first few paragraphs by finding something or, or many things to be thankful for. I don't start by going into saying, oh my God, this thing happened to me. You know, like I always consciously tell myself that I need to be thankful for something today. I need to be thankful for so many things today. And I start with that. And that thing has made me just see how much, because when I start the process of thinking, it's like I could have had the bad day. Like let's say someone eats my car now and I have to fix the old bumper or change the old back of the car. And I'm going to journal about it. But like knowing that I have to start that journal with looking for something to be thankful for, what it does is it casts my mind back to everything that went well in the day. And um, that problem now seems very insignificant amongst the whole thing. Like I'm not even finding struggle. I'm not even struggling to write it down because like, oh, this doesn't make it. It's small now. At least I did not die. At least like my leg did not break. <laughs> like I'm, and it's one, thing that I want to continue doing for the rest of my life and so my question is what's the thing that you started in 2020 that you would want to continue it could be faith-based it could, doesn't have to be faithful but something that keeps your mind at peace something that helps you live graciously um huh okay so non-faith phase i think running every morning no matter how short the run is has been so amazing for me it's been very helpful to sort of help clear out the day um and then every morning okay so so i journal as well by the way but i journal i journal in the morning for the day for the previous day um um but i've been doing that for a while so i don't know if that's something i started in 2020 what I started in 2020 that I wasn't always doing though was just sit, like just actually sitting down and meditating before I even get into my devotion or worship or anything. Um, before, when I would wake up, you know, I woke, I wake up, I would read my Bible, I pray, and I just go about my day routinely. 
Now, just taking 20 minutes, 30 minutes just to meditate quietly, um, sort of imbibe the presence of God has been so fantastic. And then I usually, once I've done with my devotion, I go running. But it has been so helpful. Usually, you're, you know, at first your mind might start to wander, might take you a minute um, to bring it back. But once you actually get a hold of meditation and just quiet, like just quieting out every sound around you, it's very helpful. It's very, very, very helpful. Um, I think it's been very helpful for me to um, kind of direct the energy of my day and, you know, be thankful, express my gratitude quietly. And just sort of slow down, like slow down at the beginning of the day. And be like, it's, it's really not about this business. It's not about my chores. It's not about the list of things I have to do. It's really about God. Before I even go into, you know, prayer, reading my Bible, and things like that. That meditative thing has really been very helpful. I'm still learning it because, oh, it takes a while to really, <laughs> to really learn how to, you know, remove everything around you. So that's something that I've learned that I picked up in 2020 that I'm doing that has been helpful. Also, running every day matter how short the river is one k k running every day has been very very helpful every day you know six days out of seven has been really really helpful and one thing i would like to learn though i would like to pick up is um i think i have the gift of dreams i'm not sure i think so but i don't have i don't have a very good memory of them and so i'm, I'm really asking god for that gift i asked god for the gift of dreams and I think he's given it to me, but I don't know why I have a disconnection remembering them. I'm not even asking for interpretation yet. I just need to remember the dream so I can write them down in the morning. Um, so that's something, because I really genuinely believe that God always has something for me in dreams. So that's a gift that I'm desperately asking God for next year. Yeah, yeah. The gift of dreams, like, I, I tell people that God now, me and God now, we we have deeper conversations in the dreams. Like, uh, I remember like when COVID was, when COVID started around March, um, around here yeah, in Lagos, Nigeria, I am asthmatic. And you know, like everything everyone was saying, there were people like us cannot catch it, we don't die. <laughs> it's like everyone, <laughs> the girl was like zero chance to leave. And so there was this night, I was really scared. And I wrote this in my, my 2020 wrap I was really scared about actually just contracting the virus. I was so scared. And, and I and I prayed. And I prayed to God. Like and when I mean prayer, like I'm not not testing me. Just like, oh God, I, I don't want to catch this thing though. I, I, that's all I said. <laughs> and I went to bed and I woke up in the middle of the night. There was this heavy rain. Um so mine mind might not be might not be dream per se, but like it's conversation that happened, something that looks like dream, vision, trans appearance. So there was this heavy rain proper proper everywhere it was thunderstorms everything my house i live alone my house was shaking proper shaking and i was i was scared i'm like what's happening then as i was scared i'm like oh god what's happening and the spirit just whispered to me and said i've passed over you nothing is going to happen to you you can go back to bed now and I slept like calm. And I woke up and I called everybody I knew. Alpha, did you guys see this kind of rain? I was say what rain? What what thunder? Oh, wow. I'm like, you guys did not feel this thing. They're like, no, there was nothing. Like he just drizzled on our head, finished. I'm like, my house was shaking. My mom now I called my mom and I explained to her. She now said, Just thank God for it. Like, don't don't try to <laughs> and I realized that. Even in the my lifetime, I realized that when I sleep and I go to God saying I need this thing, I, I I need an answer, I need I need a confirmation, I need peace or some sort. Yeah, whether it happens in the dream or a trance or the moment I wake up, there's a song on my lips that He needs to show me that I have worked, I have done the work He need me to do. Um, it, it's it's been. One of my greatest testimonies of the year, like for me to know that like God is just by my side and I'm just yelling him that oh, I need this, you know, and the moment it happens, uh, no, that's yeah, not. I, I feel I feel like it's, it's the best thing that could have happened to me. Happened to me. Okay, yeah, no, I was I was reacting to what you said about dreams. I think that's so amazing that you can have conversations with God. In God, when? Uh, right, like, 
it's, it's just been I, I don't know how to describe it like and, and this is how i said it it's like god knows all the things i have been through and how much i need someone like how much i need like if someone asks me now if me what do you need in a relationship if i'm ever going to go into one i say i just need presence and presence is it's, it's like it's not like i need you to be in my house or you know, we need to be together every day presence that like you are aware of me it's weird like that's all i crave and it's so weird how god takes that part of what you crave and he gives it to you and it's like i can't be feeling bad like this week i i said to god that i'm gonna i'm tired of this constant heaviness i'm tired of i'm tired of feeling this way and, and yeah. literally the next morning like someone just called me i was saying the same thing i'm like you need to be able to and i didn't i didn't have to i didn't tell the person anything and that presence for me is god god picked up that thing i crave the most like in people in 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 people and in anything like i just want you to be aware that i'm there and it, it gives so I, i'm like i can't even take it for granted like i i, I feel like it's the best thing has ever happened to me and which is why when the Holy Spirit is telling me not to do something I don't I don't try to fight even if sometimes I struggle but like the Spirit always says to me that you have you have me now let me let me lead you don't 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 silence me don't don't make me quiet like and it's it's, it's, it's something that I, I'm I'm truly grateful for and yeah meditating like you said to talk about meditation and I think like it's one of the I tried so my family and my family we go for something we call family retreats whereby we just go together for like we do like we've done like twice this year because of the situation of this year but it's like once a year we try for like one week together talk about our plans our goals where we are like the deep conversation we can have we have a round table and I feel like it's the best thing but like this year we we didn't do much because of COVID but when we went we tried meditation and I loved it like I was able to I think someone asked me what meditation is is I was able to take control of my breathing. It's like I was able to just stay calm. It's like what whatever has happened that feels like a rush to me. It no, I didn't. I was just able to say anything me breathe. And it's something that I I truly want to do to next year in in terms of how I want to navigate life and 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 every other thing. So my my last question for um for you is so going into 2021 and this might feel like a very broad question what's the one thing you want to do for or with god into 2021 i think it's actually pretty straightforward i want i want to know god a bit better like i want to go i want to know god a bit better in the sense that i need a bit more clarity when i'm faced with issues on this is God. Like I want to have a deeper understanding of the mind of God. One person whom I know very well at the back of my hand is my mother. I know my mother's voice. It could be faint. My mom could be a mile away. If she's talking, I can tell you my mom is approaching. I know what she would or she wouldn't do. One time somebody said, Oh your mom brought you this and I was like, Nope, it's not my mom. Because the thing that she, the thing that the person brought it was really nice. It was really easy. um the, the thing the person brought is not something my mom would ever bring to me. It was really nice but I later found out that it was another person whom they thought was my mom as soon as they saw it, I saw it I was like no it's not my mom that brought it somebody else or maybe my mom brought it on behalf of someone else I need that kind of understanding of God after that we're now going to get to the point where I need God to be able to trust me enough to tell me anything before it happens whether I can change it or not but first I need to have a deep understanding of who God is what he wants I don't want I, like I, I don't need ambiguity if there's a struggle like ah, this thing is difficult for me that's fine but that I am clear that this is what God wants it's just difficult for me that's where I need to be in 2021 yeah me too me too it's like I, I, I say to people that I don't have a problem in God saying if I may go and do this or don't do this I think the part I struggle is what should I do? I'm not clear. I'm not clear on on what to do. 
Like I don't I'm have so, the assurance that this is God, the voice of God. Yeah, yeah, I don't have that assurance, and I want to be able to. I know God has tried with me this year in a way whereby He has told me that one way in which you have assurance that this is my voice is when I give you peace. He says when when I when you are so confused in your heart, that's not me because I'm not I'm not like a god of confusion. I don't I, I don't confusion. Yeah, like so that's one way. But sometimes that I have peace as well and I'm not even sure. <laughs> it's like is this it? So I agree with you completely that one of the things that I want to get is that assurance of God's voice to say, I'm I'm not doing this thing anymore. And yeah, that's what God wants. And I'm gonna really, no matter the struggles I'm I'm not afraid to work with God. I just want to know when I am. That is God that I'm working with. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I think that's it for me. Um, so uh, thank you so much um, for coming. Thank you. Uh, this has been oh, thank you. a very... I love conversations a lot. And one of the things also I want God to do with me next year is I want to be able to talk about God in in more and many places i i i just want to speak about god i just want to um be able to use like i i i i call myself like a pipe and i can't determine what flows through me but what i just want is whatever it is god wants to flow to me to come at a pressure that he just wants to continue going to plenty of people and that's something I want God to do with me next year. I, w- I want God to use me to continue to talk about Him, have conversations with people, help people, and just use the gifts He's given me to bring people to the table to talk. Because I, I can't do the conversion. I can only talk. <laughs> only yeah, yeah. stories is going to come I think, I, think was, I think God gives us good gifts, and I think He gives us the, you know, what He sees that we desire spiritual gifts but we desire to know him more he meets us where we are he, he, you know he helps us i think he helps me genuinely i think it genuinely pleases me that we're trying yeah and that's all i want to keep on doing just trying and um so thank you thank you so much um for me um for no, coming um thank you so much. it was a good call yeah thank you i hope you have enjoyed the rest of the year and i wish you a happy new year in advance Thank you. All two days left. I will. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please do. I will. You too. Lines Podcast. Thank you for joining us today on this podcast episode. We hope this has blessed you. Please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast players and share with as many people as possible. Thank you. God bless.